This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So the presidential race, we're going to get to it in a number of aspects. Of course, we're going to deal with AIDS. We're going to deal with Ron DeSantis. We're going to deal with the horse race in general. But when is old too old? Let's be honest. It's a photo of President Biden. One of the items uh, we're discussing this morning, I want you to listen, uh, something that you just heard uh, during Rita Cosby's show, listen to Joe Scarborough on MSNBC. Everybody we talk to, every political discussion, all uh, it, it talks a lot about Trump, but when it comes to Joe Biden, people say, man, he's too old to run, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to, he's not really going to run. Every discussion, when I say every discussion, I don't mean 99% of the discussion, every discussion. Fair point, fair point. Folks, you want to know why things are so screwed up. You want to know why things are so bad. New York's bail laws, the bail laws, for example, in Suffolk County, the district attorney's office there, required. If you want to understand why things are the way they are, the bail laws required most of 33-0 drug dealers busted on Long Island for peddling trank, cocaine, and fentanyl to be automatically released after their arrest. Now, again, this is from the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office, and despite the seriousness of the allegations, only 10 of the defendants charged in a sweeping case, only 10 could be held on bond, and the other 20 were automatically released, released, according to Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney. Uh, the second indictments which are being distributed, 21 of those 30 defendants, we couldn't even ask for bail. Uh, so uh, they were automatically released uh, as we stood um, you know, helplessly by. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So let's, let's go back to what I really want to deal with this morning, and that is the uh, presidential race. When is old too old? When is old too old. So it's perfectly fine to ask how age is affecting 
the president of the United States of America. He's already the oldest president, and he'll be older still in a second term. I want you to remember something, folks, that one of the Republican candidates, Nikki Haley, had to say, the former U.N. ambassador, in which, and she was so right with this comment. Think about this, folks. A vote for Joe Biden coming up is a vote for Kamala Harris. I couldn't have said it better. She's so right. She's so dead on. She That is Nikki Haley. She is accurate. And, of course, remember, it's Haley who opened up her campaign uh, for the Republican presidential nomination by calling for mental competency tests for political candidates over the age of 75. I don't know how you would really carry that out, but it's an idea that's worthy of consideration. Americans across the political spectrum have voiced concerns about the president who will be almost 82, Mr. Biden, when the next elections are held. Biden was 78 when he took office in January 2021, making him the oldest presidential candidate to be elected should he win re-election. I don't think that's going to happen, but should he win re-election, he would be 86 at the end of a second term. Nearly 75% of voters, two-thirds of Democrats, say the chief executive is too old to run again, according to recent surveys. Even members of the liberal establishment and Biden's colleagues in the Democratic Party have also admitted they are troubled by the president's age. Now, one news item to keep in mind here, and it goes along with what I'm talking about, Utah Senator Senator Mitt Romney announced uh, Wednesday that he will not run for re-election to the Senate, and Romney is calling for a new generation of leaders as he criticized Mr. Biden and former President Donald Trump. And that brings me to the bench. That brings me to the bench for each party. Democrats really have none when it comes to presidential the presidential uh, election because you can't just skip over Kamala Harris and act like she doesn't exist. You run with her at the top of the ticket and that's a landslide victory for Republicans. It won't even be a race. And on the Republican side it's it it certainly is not not ready for primetime Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I want you folks to take a, a minute and listen to this. A recent interview I did with Trump operative Roger Stone, who has a show here on Sundays on uh, WABC. And I want you to listen to how he dissects ooh, Ron DeSantis. Take a listen to this, folks. Uh, I think he's not doing better for a number of reasons. First of all, and I, I didn't think this would happen, but I think there is a recognition that Ron DeSantis was an unknown congressman with a not very distinguished record. Uh, he was running against the party establishment candidate here in Florida, 
the agriculture commissioner who had served in Congress, all 67 Republican county chairmen in the state endorsed the other guy. Uh, every Republican in the state Senate and the state House endorsed the other guy. The Senate president and the House speaker endorsed the other guy. Uh, every Republican member of the congressional delegation, with the exception of Matt Gates, endorsed the other guy. Ron DeSantis was losing 49 to 7. His campaign was out of gas. He had no money. It was only the tweeted endorsement of Donald Trump that lifted this guy out of obscurity uh, and made him governor. And even then, he was such a weak candidate that President Donald Trump in 2018 had to change his schedule for the last two weeks to do three rallies in Florida to literally drag Ron DeSantis, who, as you can see, is charisma challenged uh, over the finish line. Uh, so I think many voters see his candidacy as an act of disloyalty, uh, as an act of treachery. Secondarily, I think his candidacy was based on a false premise that when Trump was charged in these legal matters, that his candidacy was going to collapse, that his money was going to dry up, he was going to drop in the polls, and he would be done. And Ron DeSantis would inherit all that. The exact opposite has turned out to be true. The persecution of Donald Trump has has turbocharged his campaign. And then, Dominic, in all honesty, there is, and this is very important in politics, the likability factor. Ron DeSantis is a cold fish. He never looks you in the eye. He doesn't like to shake hands. He wears earbuds even when he's not listening to anything to avoid human contact. Uh, he, he's very socially awkward. He may even have a personality disorder of some kind. People don't take to him. To, to see him and meet him is to not like him. That's why they have tried to use his wife much more as a surrogate in the campaign because she's uh, imminently more likable, uh, although I think it is her ambition that has really driven him to uh, an unwise campaign. He's 42 years old. He just got reelected. We have a we have a hurricane here in Florida this past week uh, that has left a path of devastation. But the state run insurance company, Citizens Insurance, which is the home insurer of last resort, is insolvent under the leadership of Ron DeSantis. So uh, I, it's very hard for me to understand. He has harmed his brand, not just in this election, because he's not going to be nominated uh, but he has hurt himself very badly here in Florida. His unfavorable rating is rising. He is term limited, so he cannot run for governor again. I have predicted on my show, which you can hear every Sunday on WABC from 3 to 5 uh, Sunday afternoons, either by going to 770 on the AM dial, uh, if you live in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, or by going to WABCradio.com, I have predicted that Ron DeSantis' wife, Casey Jill DeSantis, some call her Jillery, uh, is going to run for governor uh, at the end of Ron DeSantis's second term because I think they are too addicted to the lifestyle, too addicted to the to the elitism, too addicted to uh, uh, to the high life to walk away from politics. Roger Stone on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, interesting, and you may recall that uh, recently I spoke to. I spoke to also Hank Sheinkoff, and he is predicting, we'll play a little bit of that later on, that Trump, if the election were held today, Trump would 
win. Let's go to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with Kathy in New Jersey. Good morning, Kathy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, your music to my ears. Thank How's you, that? Kathy. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. And I and I like your style and your um, how you uh, treat people and speak. What I want to say is I don't think a reasonable person of regular everyday intelligence could look at Biden. We don't need a survey. We don't need a poll. <laughs> we don't need a statistician. <laughs> we have everything we need to know. From God Save the Queen to Where's Mary, who's been dead for three years. I mean, it's very sad. And we and he's stumbling and he's confused. We know. And the other thing that's on my mind is the American dream. You know the American dream, Dominic. Yes. A lot of people come up from hard circumstances and, yes. you know, horrendous. But that was in you and fortified. Now with this immigration thing, it's not even people. It's a bigger picture. There's a message that is the antithesis of what we all came up with. The antithesis of coming in here, all hell breaks loose, do what you want, get handed things, no respect. And then we are training or indoctrinating these people that this is how we live. That's not the American dream. And that's what's really crushing me. Well, I, I, I hear you, Kathy. Please, please try not to let let it get you too upset. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the upcoming election. Uh, but I but I thank you for your kind words and for your comment. Kathy, you have a uh, a beautiful, uh, beautiful morning. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Well, I think we should listen to what Barack Obama said. In 2020, um, about Joe Biden, his vice president for two terms. So that was, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Biden is, what, 80 now? So he was, uh, you know, this is going back a few years. He said, do not, in 2020, this is Obama's, I'm uh, 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 not saying his exact quote, but it was, Don't underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up. So it's not about age because there are plenty of people. uh, But remember, Joe Biden, I will say, you know, there is something to take into consideration that he had two aneurysms um, and that, uh, you know, that obviously neurologically, could, you know, put him in a compromised position. Um, And but now he does seem like he's just ground in. And it feels like uh, in uh, many opinions, including including um, Colonel uh, North said that uh, 
blackmail can, um, you know, is a very powerful um, tool. And, um, you know, we feel like everything is happening just coincidentally seems to be benefiting China and hurting America. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Susan, thank you. Thank you for for uh, for that call. Let's go to now to uh, Joanne. We're going to deal with the uh, migrant issue in terms of Governor Hoku in New York is now saying that she she may uh, try and go at it in New York to get asylum, uh, to get the asylum seekers work permits so that they can work. But, you know, I was I was listening to to an interview that our owner operator John Katsimatidis did the other day on uh, the Fox Business Channel, the Fox Business Channel, in which he brought up this good point. And we're going to go to Joanne in just a second, but he brought up this good point as it relates to migrants, right? And the bottom line is we don't know, as Mr. Katsimatidis uh, argues, we don't know who's coming into the country. Uh, I mean, what's going on with the border? We're letting in all these people. I mean, we don't know who's coming in. And, and uh, the, the, the problem is we're, we're letting in terrorists. We're letting in drug dealers. We're letting in people. They're, uh, Venezuela is emptying out the hospitals, sending them to New York. And, and they're emptying out people in South America, all over the place in the hospitals that have AIDS. And they're sending them to New York, saying to them, you go to New York and get cured. I mean, God forbid they have sex with uh, uh, our gay friends in New York. They'll get AIDS. I mean, what's going on on the board? Me and Mark Simone were both involved in the Ellis Island Foundation. We helped run it with Bill Fugazi and uh, Ellis Island. We, we checked everybody that came in, check them for diseases, mm-hmm. check them that they're going to be loyal to the United States of America. Uh, and you know, how can we allow these kids to go to our schools if they haven't been checked sitting next to our own kids. Ah, rules, no rules. Don't worry about it when it comes to migrants. They, they're all uh, great, great people. And don't worry about your nation of laws and rules and regulations. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Joanne in Westchester, good morning. What's on yes. your mind? Good, good morning, Dominic. I'll tell you what, uh, it's a lot of malarkey um, that they're coming up and they're, and they're claiming that, uh, uh, oh, it's fine. I'll tell you how it goes in Westchester. Let me just give an example up here. Um, they're saying that, uh, oh, no, they're fine. They're peaceable. It's a lot of baloney. They're lying. They're lying. They're lying. They're emptying them out of uh, all kinds of places, jails, prison cells, rather mental institutions and everything. And we don't know who's next door to us. We don't, and a lot of young men, a lot of young men. So that scares me, okay, because, um, you know, and they're not vetted and, and they're not. And, they, and let's call them illegals because they're illegals. But you have people that are saying, big officials, a peer two in Westchester that are saying, "Oh, they're not illegals. They're all legal. They're not legal. What, what do you think? We're idiots." So I just think it's a disgrace. I really do. It's very and it's very very scary on so many levels. Dominic. Okay, okay so Joanne, so what about the issue of uh, Biden and age? 
Oh, my goodness. Come on. Did you see just over the weekend, as an example, in Vietnam and then in Alaska? I mean, you know what? We look like the laughing stock of the world. And um, because we're supposed to be the most powerful, which we always were. And now we're uh, we're down to looking like idiots. And now there was a meeting I saw with um, Putin and um, uh, the little the little square guy there. What's his name? Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, the whole group. And China, too, is Asian thing. And you know what? Uh, I mean, they've got to be laughing at us because and then you had Joe Biden standing there a couple of times trying to give different speeches. And he just blanks out. He doesn't know what he's doing, where he was, where he's going. I mean, this is the United. This is America. Really? This is the leader of our free world. You've got to be kidding. It's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. We've got to get it. We've got to get this out of here. Now, as far as age versus him. Uh, Biden versus um, Trump, I think that Trump still has what it takes right now. I really do. I, I want to, I like his strength. In the end, ultimately, I want to see younger. We've got to do a clean sweep totally of the total administration and get a lot of younger people in there, you know, to fight for the rest of their time to support young people. However, right now, I think Trump is the only one with the strength. There are a lot of good people, though. Don't get me wrong. I like Tim Scott. I like there's a whole handful of them that I do like. Um, but um, not Nikki Haley, though. I think she's got too many other issues. She's mm. got a few things that I didn't. I, I do like I do like her. Don't get me wrong. She's strong. But I like that girl from, um, I, I don't think she's running, but if, if Trump would pick her, the girl from Arizona there with the short hair, what's her name? Right. Um, right. Uh, Lake. Lake. Okay. okay, she's strong. She's tough. She's tough. Ramaswamy, I want to stay away from because he's got too much involvement with China. He had three businesses that he just got out of in China. Three businesses. I have the names of them written down here. And then he was also involved with Soros. That may be nothing, but I think it's something. So, so hey, Joanne, I, I want you to I want you to hold on for one second here. I want to bring up another uh, live call. It says here on my screen, Dave and Comac believes that Trump has no business running. Joanne, stay with me in Westchester. Dave, is that your position? Tell me That's what your right. position is. Okay, That's right. That is my position, and there is no evidence that. Biden uh, should be impeached. That's basically the, okay. So, uh, so uh, when you okay, so wait, when you say Trump has no business running, elaborate, right. elaborate, please. He's uh, being indicted in a number of sta- uh, states uh, for election interference. That's not inter- that's not a conviction. That's an indictment. He's going to get uh, 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 convicted. Okay, so so Trump is bad and Biden is good. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that, uh, but I think that if I had to, if you, if I had to uh, pick one candidate right now, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. I'll tell you that right now. I, I would rather vote for Biden over Trump any day of the week because at least Biden has somewhat common sense as compared to Trump. Trump has zero common sense. Mm, okay. And his policies with regard to how he handled the COVID situation. How he handled the chip shortage, the chip shortage. Okay, so, all right, so Dave, watch. Dave, hold on a second. Uh, yeah. Joanne, I, you and Dave, I want you two to talk to each other. You just heard what Dave had to say. What's your reaction? I didn't know if he can answer. I don't know if he can hear me. He um, can hear I think you. it's ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous that someone would pick Biden over. There, there are absolutely no brains there. There's no brains at all. He's being pushed by other people, and we don't want to be pushed in that direction. I'm sorry. And I think, how, how could you say uh, Trump? I, you know what? If he did one thing wrong, this wrong or that wrong, he's got so much more going for him. 
and we need his strength. We need, we have to stop worrying about this versus that, and we have to worry, concentrate on our country, and we, the people, we have to get the country back in some kind of a shape. It is a total disaster right now. Do you not agree with that? I don't. I think that uh, that uh, Trump should not be running when he has pending criminal uh, indictments. I think that uh, I would rather vote for Bloomberg than than for Trump. Anybody except for Trump. Trump and bo- both Trump and Biden should not be running. But more or less, Trump should not be running. Period. End of story. Oh well, that's the end of your story. But I'm very sorry to say that is a totally far left opinion, and I think it's, a, if you don't mind my saying, I think it's a horrible opinion. I'm worried about our country, and I think he's the only one right now that could fix it, okay? I Nobody don't think so. Left I can. think there are all the candidates that are more intelligent well, than Trump that don't have the track, the bad track record that Trump does. Oh, listen, why do you say Trump? Okay, do you ever listen to Mark Levin? I do. You, you do listen to Mark Levin? Okay. I do. I you don't do agree with Mark Levin. Mark Levin is not even... Mark's not Mark even Levin a Trump lover. Extremist. Mark Levin is a spin doctor. I was, back in the 80s, I was in, even though I wasn't old enough to vote, I would have voted for Reagan back in the 80s. That's before I got to know Reagan and his stupid policies. I don't agree with Reagan, Reaganomics. I didn't agree with George Bush Sr. or his son. I didn't agree with uh, uh, any of the Republicans' uh, uh that came before that either. I would never vote for another Republican. Although okay. uh, anybody at this point, is, if they were to run that, uh, and they were Republican other than Trump, other than Pence, other than DeSantis, who I would never ever consider, I would consider maybe uh, voting for uh, Mr. Bridgegate himself, uh, uh, Shamu, uh, as the alternative. But... Uh, you know, on the other side of the coin, the Democrats need to find a better candidate than Biden. I didn't like Biden's energy policies, uh, and I don't like the fact that Congress is doing nothing. About okay, the so, so, Dave, so Dave, Dave, hold on for a second. Joanne, I want Dave to stay with me. Your final word before I move on to another caller with Dave. Any Anything you want to add okay. before we let you go? Uh, yeah, yes, please. Um Okay, so did he like, did you like, uh, Dave, did you like um, Obama and the nonsense that went on then? Or the Clintons, perhaps? Or did you want to see Hillary get in? You don't think, Hillary, may I say? Hillary, who left our men to die? I mean, really, these are pathetic, to me, they're pathetic. You don't don't think that on Hillary. That was was a choice made by the Obama administration and Congress. Yes, it was, and it was very bad, but she had a lot to do with it. Oh, okay. please, there is not one person there that uh, – I just think they're a very corrupt criminal party. Okay. I mean, I just can't even believe – okay. I think Trump opinion. is a criminal uh, 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 party, basically. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know it's all bull. It's all okay. bull. You'll see. No, it's not all okay. bull, as you call it. Okay. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. No, it isn't. Okay. It's all speculation okay. on your part by saying that. Okay. Joanne, thank you for the call. (laughs) Thank you, you, Joanne. (laughs) Dave, stay with me for a second. Curtis in North Carolina says here Trump is the man for the job. Curtis, you've been listening to Dave, who's still with us live. Uh, What what, what, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because of what you just said, that he thinks that Trump is the man for the job. You have to look at what... How Trump handled the pandemic. Okay, okay no, wait, wait, the pandemic Dave, wait, happened, Dave, George Dave, Bush. Dave, 
I was talking to Curtis. Let's get him into the conversation, and then I'll come back to you. So, Curtis, you're listening to what Dave, who who is continuing with his point, uh, how do you see this race? Well, I see a few things. I see, first of all, what good it is to talk to a man on the left, zero. Um, No, I, I disagree with that, Curtis. There's a reason. I don't. I don't. Because he's ultimately, you know, we're talking about the Democrats are the party of slavery, for crying out loud. They're still the party of slavery. They're pushing dependency and and uh, and and basically left handed slavery, which is basically what socialism is. It's universal slavery with them in charge. Um. Okay, but Dave says that Trump. All just the Republicans is the party of freedom. Okay, let's put slavery to the side for a second. Can we just deal with the merits of the presidential race? Curtis, I want you to counter what Dave is saying to you live right now. What is it? Okay, Trump's not guilty, but just counter him and waste my call. Okay, yeah, Trump's not guilty at all. And we're going to face God one day, and any convictions against him are going to be overturned on this. Doesn't make him a perfect person. We're still humans. We're in the flesh. We're all sinners. But as far as any of this garbage is concerned, he is not guilty. This is a this is this is a a waste of 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 tax dollars and and all the rest of that. It's a waste, and it's a it's a. Okay, we've it's, got it's, bigger things to talk about. We, we've got big, we've got big, big, bigger fish to fry. Curtis, thank you. Dave, stay with me. I'm going to go to I want to go to uh, in Philadelphia, Robert. So, Robert, Dave is still with us live. I want someone to counter what he is saying as it relates to Trump, and he's promoting Biden. Well, let's – oh, well, no, no problem. Let's see. We had $2.45 a gallon gas. We had 1.3% inflation rate. We had a border that was finally going to be secure for the first time in history. He won a trade war against China – which resulted in the second biggest trade deal in world history. He got rid of NAFTA and resulted in the biggest trade deal in history with Mexico and Canada. He got Qatar and um, Dubai to recognize Israel's right to exist after crushing ISIS and Soleimani. Um, All of this while being persecuted by evil, mindless people who are afraid of what he's going to do to their swamp gravy train. I just want Mr. Dave to tell me, what bad track record are you talking about? Trump policies led to the COVID. Trump was told by Obama and George Bush Wait, 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 Dave, Dave, I have to step in. Come on, that's ridiculous. Trump's policies led to COVID? That's right. The tariff policies led to COVID. China basically retaliated against the United States in in response to Trump's tariff policies. Trump was was there for a pandemic by George Bush and Obama. Didn't do anything to do it to prepare for the pandemic. Was good. Everything. Okay, so and so mindless Dave, fools like you are willing to swallow anything the Democrats and MSNBC spilled at them because they refuse to face reality. Dave, you make me sick, Mister Dave. I'm glad I make you sick. Take some Pepto Bismol. Hey, hey, 
Hey, be nice to Pepto Bismol. I I take Pepto Bismol on a regular. It seems no, it seems like, Tom, hey guys, it just seems mindless. like I, I'm I'm trying to get you guys to loosen up a second here. It's it, it, and to up. smile. It, it just seems like the older I get, you know, I used to watch the movies of journalists like drinking Matt Blaze uh, bottles of Pepto Bismol, and so now I find myself drinking bottles of Pepto-Bismol. I mean, Kenneth Conley, he doesn't have to worry about this for another hundred years. One thing uh-huh. Curtis Lewis says about you, Kenneth, that's true. He calls him the runway model. Yes. That, 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 that's a good-looking man. That's a good-looking brother. That's Thank good you, Dom. Thank you. I don't know, you're drinking Pepto because of all those Big Macs. Come on. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So Get real. You, you don't take Pepto-Bismol? I do take some heartburn medication. You see, we're getting, we're getting older. I that guess. is true. Are, are we in Biden country? Not, not yet. We're not, not quite yet. there yet. we got okay. a few years. So Dave and Robert, I want you guys to exhale, right? Stay Have with a Coke me. and a smile. Have a Coke and a smile. I'm going to take a break. I want to come back to you guys in just one second. After the break, Dave and Comac, who says that uh, Mr. Trump should not be running and Robert in Philadelphia, who wants to know basically what Dave is on, we are going to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77, WABC. And when we come back, we're also going to Manhattan, Clifton, New Jersey, the Bronx, upstate New York, and Mineola. Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are taking your telephone calls this morning, dealing with the presidential race. When it's old, too old. Take a look at a photo of President Biden. That is too old. I'm talking to Dave and Comac, Robert in Philadelphia. Robert, in a minute, I'm going to wrap you guys up. I'm going to bring in Francis and Clifton on the pandemic to respond to Dave. So, Robert... Go right ahead, uh, and you guys play nice, okay? Let's all play in the sandbox nice together. Or I'm going to have to pull out my bottle of uh, Pepto-Bismol and start drinking. No problem, Dominic. But you know everything I stated that Trump accomplished was a fact, okay? And in response, all I got was that he caused COVID. COVID was in the works long before Trump even announced for president, okay? So that was a silly statement to say. The man has no reason to knock Trump other than the fact that the left and the media hate Trump because he's a, he's a threat to their swamp, and everybody knows it, okay? And if you're going to try to marginalize him, at least come up with an actual charge. You want to talk about Biden? Let's talk about extortion. Let's talk about money laundering. Let's talk about influence peddling, bribery. Okay, what do they have against Trump? We don't like him. And what he says something, we're going to give it the worst meaning and prosecute him for it. And if you're going to accept expect people to accept that, that's fine. If you're going to say that um, he has too much baggage, any Republican president that's effective will have the same baggage because the media and the left will do the same thing to them that they did to Trump. Okay, which was persecution. All right. I rest my case on his record as a president. And if all you're left with is Trump derangement syndrome, I can't help you with that. All right. 
but that was a sad thing to say. I'm sorry, Dominic. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. You know I'm patient, but I that was hard to abide. Okay. I mean, okay, now now let's listen to Dave. Dave, go ahead. First of all, I'm not high on anything. The only thing I'm on is the radio. Secondly, I'm not on the left. I'm actually a moderate. Bloomberg was a moderate. Okay? And as far as uh, Trump's track record, the chip shortage as far as new, new cars started on the Trump's watch. The gas prices were also high halfway through Trump's term also. Okay? And his COVID policy hurt the economy. When Trump was about to leave off, the economy was in shambles. People were out of work. The car market was in turmoil, and now it's even worse than what it was, granted, under Obama's, wa- under Obama's watch, under Biden's watch. But for the most part, Trump was never ready for the pandemic. The prior presidents, Obama and Bush, said prepare for pandemic. Trump did nothing prior to the <clears throat> COVID situation. This is not somebody I would vote for because of his policies. He did nothing as far as the chip shortage he could have had while before the pandemic. Uh, American companies or car companies be compelled to make chips so we don't have these ridiculous new car prices, which ultimately eventually caused the used car shortage, right? <clears throat> and you wouldn't have these stupid gas prices uh, that are through the roof. If okay. Trump would have done things differently. Okay, and wait, Dave. Okay, okay. Biden, a hundred percent of the gas prices. Okay, Dave, j- just hold on one second. Robert, do you have a final word before I move to Francis? Uh, when Trump left office, gas was twenty six dollars a barrel. It's now seventy eight dollars a barrel. Again, you say mindless media spun lies, man, and the world sees it. Tell yourself what you want, Dave. I wish you luck. But you are so wrong, it's not even funny, and I can't wait to defeat imposters like you in 2024. Dominic, you have a great night, Thank man. you, Robert. I want to bring in quickly before I let Dave go, Francis in Clifton, New Jersey. Now, Francis, uh, as it relates to the pandemic and Trump and Biden, how do you see this? And Dave is listening okay. to you live. Hi, Dave. Can you hear me, sir? Hi. I'm a pharmacist. I know all about the pandemic. You ready? Okay, here Dave, we go. Wait, Dave, can you hear her? I can hear her. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. Now, mind you, okay. The fact, whatever you think of Trump, you're entitled to your opinion. But I have to say this. If you think that he did a bad job on the pandemic, it says to me that you don't know how to be objective when judging this man. What about okay? that thing with hydro- well, well, hydroxychloroquine? You think that was a logical solution? Sir? Sir, with due respect, I will give you an education, and only because I got the credentials, okay? The, the, the COVID virus was germ warfare, okay? The Wuhan lab took it, out of the, took it out of the environment, brought it into a lab, changed its genetic structure, and re-released it back to any part of the globe they chose, okay? Now, when that thing hit the shores... When the virus hit the shores, okay, they saw what was happening. President Trump deployed two Navy hospital ships, one on the West Coast, one on the, on, on the East Coast, to deal with the many patients that, that were coming down. was a little too late. COVID. Let me finish. That was too okay? little too late. That's number one. Number two, he got together with 
car companies, manufacturers, whoever was able to change their manufacturing processes to make ventilators, he he compelled them to do that. He should have been preparing for that before the pandemic. Okay, but wait, 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 Dave. The the point that Francis just made about the uh, the ventilators. I mean, come on. You're saying he should have did it beforehand. Yes, he well, should have well, been preparing well, every 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 member, Dave. Sir? Right, and Dave, he, I mean, doesn't does she make know? an excellent point there? He got the ventilators made and done when when we were behind the eight ball, and you're going to turn that positive into a negative, Dave, based Listen, on what Francis is stating. Trump didn't prepare enough for the pandemic. Okay, all right, Dave, Dave, I, I want I wanted people to be able to hear you. You've blown up my email, Dave. I'm receiving emails as I haven't as, sent any email to you. No, 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 not from <laughs> you, Dave. Not from you. Uh, I've got. Well, you know what, Dave? I'm. I, you know, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually read one of them to you. Uh, uh since 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 you're on the uh since since you're on the air uh live, and this I'll just say this is from Dara. I just picked one at random. And Dara says, I always wondered who the 42% were who thought Biden was doing a good job. And now I've heard it for myself. Dave, is I'm quoting, is a pathetic moron and makes me sick, too. He's in a dream world, and I can barely listen to him. By the way, I like Robert. He makes sense, has the facts. Dave, quick response, and then I'll, I'll let you go. I have an MBA. She doesn't. So I'm not a pathetic moron, as she alleges. Okay, Dave, thank you for the call. Francis and Clifton, you have the final say on this. Okay, I got a doctorate in pharmacy. Okay, another thing, this pandemic never really had to get as bad as it did. And I'll tell you why. There's been a drug, hydroxychloroquine, that's been on the market since the 1950s. Okay, and even Dr. Mehmet Oz was saying prior to us having drugs approved by the FDA, specifically to fight COVID, hydroxychloroquine, along with azithromycin and zinc, was very effective when given to patients in early stages of COVID to prevent pulmonary edema. Because once, once you hit pulmonary edema and you're on a ventilator, you're likely not to recover, whether you're young, whether you're old. The minute President Trump mentioned this regimen, the liberal drive-by media excoriated him. The Democrats were all against him, okay? And as a result, this drug and this regimen was not disseminated to the population, okay? That, that, that's like genocide. Well, okay? I, I, I hear you, Francis, and I, I really thank you for your time, and I, I want you, you to have a great morning. Thank you so much, thank folks. You. We see all your calls. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of uh, Dominic Carter. And um, I'm looking up at the monitors, and I see a photo of the police dog that helped in capturing the escaped uh, uh, convict or whatever you want to call him, prisoner in Pennsylvania. And, folks, you know, perhaps, perhaps I should not say this. Perhaps I should not say this. But I am a strong supporter of law enforcement, and I, for one, am glad that the dog bit him in terms of the, 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 all the manpower hours into, into finding this low life, and the dog did its job. Bravo to that police dog. I am a strong supporter of police dogs. You know why? Because police dogs make, makes criminals act right. 
They get straight real fast when the police dogs are let go, when they are let go. I'm looking at the screen. Some say Dave is crazy. Adam and Mineola, God only knows how he wants to attack uh, Republicans this morning. Leo in Brooklyn says he agrees with Dave. He'd never vote for Trump. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, we're going to go to Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, upstate New York, and Mineola. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And, uh, folks, ladies, be very careful. A man pushing a toddler in a stroller has been terrorizing women on Manhattan's Upper East Side for months, according to the NYPD. What does this nut job do? Body checking them into walls and spitting in their faces in violent, unprovoked attacks. At least five women have been targeted on the uh, Upper East Side since June and as recent as Saturday. And according to what the police are stating as it relates to one of the victims, uh, one woman uh, recalls being shoved to the ground on East 82nd Street and 2nd Avenue on June 26th after admiring the man and the young child uh, on the street. And the woman went on to say, as a woman, you always pay attention to babies. I was looking at the baby in the stroller, and the guy that was pushing the stroller literally jumped and slammed me into the wall with his hip and shoulder. She's lived on the Upper East Side for 13 years and says that she yelled after the, the man and was met with a sinister and dark smile. That's... uh. That's uh, uh, what what one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, victims are are stating. I'm trying to keep up with all the texts and messages uh, that are coming in uh, right now. Um, you know, I'm looking at uh, Norman Seabrook, someone who's been out there uh, in terms of law enforcement for years, and and uh, Mr. Seabrook says, uh, well, it says just between us, but uh, I don't know if I should say. Uh, I, I better not. If it says just between us, I better leave it alone. So, but I do. I do want to tell you folks this. I do want to tell you this. The Dominic Carter team is winning. Yay! The big Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run is coming up on Sunday, September twenty fourth. The Dominic Carter team has raised over two thousand dollars. And all of us here at WABC are encouraging you, our loyal listeners, to donate. We won last year, started from the bottom, now we're here. Let's do it again. We're encouraging you to donate to our individual teams. That's right. You can go to WABCradio.com slash walk and click on my picture, Dominic Carter, to donate. Please help me raise the most money here at the station. Second year in a row. Let's do this. For the amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run, let's never forget those that help America's heroes. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is near and dear to me. Believe me when I tell you that. Let's raise some money. Please help our veterans for our first responders and 9-11 victims. WABCradio.com slash walk and click on my photo. So we have a uh, a lot of calls, as uh, as you might uh, might imagine, folks. I want to bring in. I guess this is the two night. 
I want to bring in Leo in Brooklyn. It says here on my screen that you agree with Dave that you would never vote for Trump. And I want to bring in Ina in Manhattan. And Ina says Dave is crazy. Let's start with the lady first. Ina, go right ahead. Good morning. And Leo was listening to you live. Good morning. Good morning, um, Dominic. I think um, he has a vendetta against Trump. Maybe he used to work with Trump on Trump building. Something went wrong and Trump fired him because he has no reason to be talking about Trump like that. He, he, um, he, has, he has something against Trump other than because there's nothing that he can say that Trump did wrong. Trump is the best one for, for the United States okay, so, of America right now. Okay, so Ina, hold on for a second. Leo, you just heard what Ina had to say live. Your reaction. My reaction is I don't see how anybody could vote for Trump again. The guy was a disaster. His whole presidency was a disaster. He came into office. He wrote Obama's economy for about two years because that's about how long it takes before the current president's policies take effect. Let's say a year and a half, two years. Then what does he do? He mismanages COVID, right? He covers it up for three months to juice up the stock market. He doesn't tell people how serious it really is. And then he 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 he, 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 he we had lockdowns. He forced us into a recession. <laughs> so I don't see how anybody's and his record was a disaster. I, I completely was, disagree with you, Leo. But Ina, your reaction to what Leo just said? Is he is he have five cents? Do you see what's going on in the country right now? Do you see what since the border opened, how many criminals? And, and what's going on with the, with, with the border and how many, much money they're spending on, on criminals in hotel paying $200 a night, feeding them. Do you see, do you see Trump, Trump um, bring the country back and, and now look where we are now. Look, look, at, look at the schools. Look at the schools. Look at the children. Where are we going? How how long are we going to support taxpayers' money? Going to support these people? Even in the schools, where are we going to get? Um, how the kids? How the kids going to? I mean, go to schools. They they don't speak English. Hey, Ina. Where are you going to get teachers to, Ina, to teach these people? Well, well said, Leo. I want you to hold on a second, Ina. I, I'm running out of time. Well said. I couldn't agree with you more. I want to also bring in Ina. Thank you. Leo, stay with me. Norman in Brooklyn. Norman in Brooklyn. Norman, you just heard live what Leo had to say, your reaction. Well, my reaction is, how are we doing, Leo? I mean, just look. I don't know. Where where, where do you live? Where does Leo live? Leo, go ahead. Fine. I don't know how you're doing, but I'm doing fine. 13 million new jobs he created. And uh, inflation is on a down. Where do you live, Leo? I live in Brooklyn. You live in Brooklyn. What what neighborhood yeah. in Brooklyn do you live in, Leo? Bay Ridge. Bay Ridge. You live in Bay Ridge. You don't you don't yes. see half the businesses are are closed, Leo? No, I see. I'm on. You don't you don't, you don't you don't notice you don't notice all the you don't notice all the migrants on the street. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe you're not seeing it as much in Bay Ridge, but I'm seeing migrants on the street. I'm seeing businesses closed down. I'm seeing when I'm seeing um, how uh, under President Biden, um, half of my clients have have moved to other states, Leo. 
You're not seeing that? What you must have well, a not, lot of money. You must you must be a very that. rich man. Listen, listen, we have a migrant situation. But if the Republicans worked with the Democrats a little bit on immigration reform, we wouldn't be in this predicament right now. And don't okay. tell me that we I, have I, I strongly I strongly disagree with you. I think you're suffering from I think you're suffering from derangement syndrome. I think you've probably always been a Democrat and unfortunately you can't you can't get off of that horse, Leo. Listen, listen, Norman. Trump came into office. What did he do? He gave corporations a $1.7 trillion okay. tax. Leo, he cut Leo the tax how rate are your stocks? Oh, I don't know. I can just tell you the following, Leo. My stocks have gone, right. which and, and I survive off of that. My stocks ha- are like literally like 50% less. That's under, that's under everything is going to crap. We had, okay, Leo, we were not in war. Thousands of people are being killed in Ukraine because because Putin has no respect for the present president. Oh, we we had you four years Trump of peace, Leo. Would have invaded. Oh, come on, man. Okay, <laughs> so but but under, but, but Leo, uh, uh, but under Trump, that you didn't have these military problems. Oh, come on, man. Okay, I mean, tell me one. Tell me one, man. Tell me one, man. Tell me one, man. Tell me one. Putin was thought Trump was going to win. He was just waiting for Trump to win to give him the go ahead. You think that that Putin wants to mother Russia back? You think he wasn't going to invade Ukraine either way? Of course he was. Trump would have stopped. Leo, you, Leo, you must you must make a lot of money. That's all I can say. You don't know. You don't notice the price of food. Gentlemen. You're blaming infl- inflation was triggered by Trump. Remember those China everything is Trump. Everything is right. Trump. Right. You're Sick man, man, Leo. Right. Hey, You're Leo, a very, th- very Leo. sick man. Leo, thank you for the call. Norman, I'll give you the final say. Frank Morano standing here listening to you guys before I bring Frank uh, in. Go right ahead. The final thing I had to say, Dom, was that I you, you originally were, were going to have me on to talk about um, competency exams and for president, uh, for, for people over 75. I think that's completely rational. I have no problem with that. And uh, I would like to see a competency exam given to President Biden. Mm, mm. But if you do it to Biden, thank you for the call, Norman. You got to do it across the board. And so as long as you understand that, thank you for the call. I am joined by Frank Morano. I'm going to try and get to some more of your calls. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up? Our weekly sit down with Brian Kilmeade. We're going to go through the news of the day. Quite a bit of news. Not only the uh, impeachment inquiry marching forward, the uh, announcement about Willard Mitt Romney's retirement, but a bunch of news on the presidential race, which people may not have heard before. Brian Kilmeade's going to break it down for us. But next hour, very excited, my friend Richard Bay, former WABC talk show host, is going to be in studio. We're going to talk some uh, serious subjects, some not so serious subjects, the international, the historical, the cultural. We're going to run the gamut for the next time. And we'll take calls. If people want to uh, debate Richard on any issue of consequence, they can certainly call in. It's all coming. Hey, Adam and Mineola, I only have 15 seconds left. Do you want it or you'll wait for another night? Yeah, I'll take it. Go ahead, then. Uh, I, I like Leo and I like Dave. And I actually believe that... Uh, Trump needs to go clear himself up. Okay, all right. Okay, Adam, we have to save that. Folks, keep it right there. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, coming right up after news headlines.